It's time for the SPN Bushy Show. Here's your host, SPN Bushy. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the SPM Bushy Show. Back after Thanksgiving, Bushy, how was your Thanksgiving? My Thanksgiving was really good, uh, buddy. Uh, just uh, a lot of craziness going around, and just figuring stuff out. And yeah, and we've—I feel like we—we still don't know what's going on as far as with uh, you know with the NFL or in college sports as right now. Yeah, absolutely. We'll get to that uh, in a few minutes. What was your favorite thing that you ate this weekend? Uh, favorite, favorite thing that I ate. Oh, so I went tailgating on, uh, I went tailgating on Sunday. So I went, uh, usually in my usual tailgate spot and they had the kind of like this chicken nacho bar or something like that, like, or like a chicken tortilla bar or something like that. My God, especially hot off the grill chicken that they had. Oh man, that was one of the most delicious things I have ever had. The chicken was delicious. It was just, it was just that nice thing of just, just spicy enough. Uh, and then it just, it was delicious and just a little bit of spice enough where you're just like, Oh my God, that was delicious. The kind of addictive spice that keeps you coming back for more. Yeah. It keeps you coming back. I mean, can't stop eating it. Exactly. Yes. That's what it was. It was delicious. Love it. Love hearing it. Uh, Andrea's family (laughs) makes some great food. We had some great green chili, red chili, uh, ham, fantastic casseroles and then my family made some great stuff as well we had great pies and it was delicious so i can't pick a favorite but man um it was better eating than uh watching football on thursday that's for sure oh uh, yeah it was Cowboys ended up good it was um it was i i i know yeah we all we all had to deal with uh you know watching the lines against the bears and that turned out to be what it we thought it was going to be but yeah Raiders Cowboys was was very very exciting I I deliberately planned my driving so that I didn't have to watch the Lions and Bears (laughs) oh my (laughs) yeah we had that and yeah it wasn't a very good game I it's just one of those I was uh, you know I'm just one of these crazy people that is just like why am I watching this game that's how I feel you know you're a dedicated sports fan that's how you know yeah, I am. I'm a dedicated sports fan. I love I, I love football, and I guess I will watch anything football. I will watch the Lions against the Bears on Thanksgiving. You would watch uh, Lions versus Bishop Sycamore if they aired it on ESPN. <laughs> I actually did not watch that game. Actually, I did not watch the the, the Bishop Sycamore no. game. Um, it, 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 I just I just kind of heard about it. I actually rewatched the game. Actually, I I but I you didn't did watch, watch it live. the game though. <laughs> I did watch the game. Yeah, because it because I watched it after the fact when this whole kind of scandal came out. So yeah, exactly. Well, like you said, lots of craziness going on in the world of both sports and the MLB too. Got an MLB lockout. We do, yes. Uh, we'll we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, you know, I'm I'm not worried right now, but we'll have to. Uh, I'm not worried right now, but you know, if it's like February and March and they're still kind of being on opposite ends, then yeah, maybe it's a little bit time to time to worry. Yeah, the thing that I don't like that the players are asking for is that uh, it diminishes the number of years a team has control over a player that they draft. 
that kind of bothers me. And the reason it does is because I think that kind of hurts parity in the league even more than it already does. Because the second that those guys become free agents, then it's the Dodgers and the Yankees and the Red Sox and these big market teams that just shell out the money that all that are going to be good and going to be good for a long time because they can right. shell it out and afford whoever they want. Right. Yeah. And I feel like it could be like a, you know, like a, like a, like a, I guess like a tip for tat type of thing. If that, if that's the case, if you want that then give, give us a salary cap or something like that, that could be that uh, as far as with that. Uh, but I, I saw the playoff expansion. I'm all in favor of it. I'm you know. Yeah, I'm all for that. I, I kind of do want the playoff expansion. I think that would be wonderful uh, to kind of see with that. And, yeah, it, and it would be an interesting take, too, seeing the division uh, winners get to pick who they want to play. How would that work? Would it be like a draft? Yeah, I, I would. I think so, yeah. And I think maybe the top pick. So, you know, if it all starts well, so the Giants would probably get the top pick uh, as well. And I'm not sure if it's the case. Can they choose like a division winner? As far as with that, I mean, would that be like the case or as far as with that? But I feel like, yeah, it would probably be like, you know, if it, if it all end up, yeah, then Giants would get the first pick, then the Brewers, and then the Braves based on the division winners. Interesting. That's fascinating. Yeah, but it would be fascinating too. You, you would be like, no, nah, I don't want to play the Dodgers or I don't want to play the Cardinals. I actually want to play the Braves. Can I play the Braves? You well, know, it's like that you have to choose. That out either. <laughs> i know yeah I, I i really do think i really do think the playoffs would be uh would have been a little bit different if the braves if the braves and giants actually played each other first rather than you know i really oh, do that braves instead, team instead of like having the dodgers against the giants going at it in the divisional round i mean the brave the braves caught fire there at the end of the season too and i think they were just the team that got on a roll at the right time yeah, they they did. They just caught on the right time, and they were playing against the everything that went right year too with the with the Giants, uh, as far as with that. So that that would have been an interesting uh, matchup. I would have liked that. Right. I don't know. It was all. It was a great playoff. I enjoyed it. I mean, it ended up being a good playoff. So, and the oh, Braves yeah. winning was fantastic. And who knows what's going to happen now? I mean, obviously, you got all these guys who got paid big money that uh, I'm sure don't want to see a lockout because then they don't get paid, right? Uh, I don't know anything as far as with uh, uh, as far as with that intangibles. Let's put it that way. Well, if uh, if Max Scherzer's forty million dollars a year all of a sudden starts going bye bye, he might be like, you know what, guys, maybe we should just agree to what the owners are saying. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see with that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm really kind of curious. You know, I mean, you have Max Scherzer who's getting up there in age. You know, him yeah. with the the Grom who's been kind of you know kind of hurt hurt up and yeah up and down i mean it it, it it looks good on paper yeah it sounds like it's a great one two punch as well and what do you think of the uh, texas signings too i mean it's they did a good job they saved up a lot of money and now they're feeling it out so i think they're going to be a good team to watch with seager and semi uh Simeon up the middle i think uh i think they have the potential to be really good so we'll see what happens yeah, well, well their case too. Pitch, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, that's going to be their case too. Yeah, it's like, can they pitch? Well, yeah, like, that's going to be their case. Can they pitch? Yeah, <laughs> that's knows? good. Yeah, that's going to be kind of their Achilles heel. It's like, yeah, they 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 could have it. They they could be a very very exciting team, and it's one of those, it's one of those very exciting teams, you know, where they where, where they play a lot of you know 12, 12 11 type of games. Hey, I'm all for that. 
Uh, I am. I am all for that as well. I want to see them and the Angels just have an amateur home – or not an amateur, but an unofficial home run derby between Trout and uh, Otani versus, like, Semyon and Seager and all these guys that Texas has. So, Yeah, give me that. that w- I think that would be a blast. I would enjoy it a lot. And those two teams – and the winner gets fourth place in the division. <laughs> behind the uh, – yeah, behind the A's, the Astros, and the – the Mariners, the Mariners, and the Mariners stuff too going on. So Mariners have been kind of the sneaky, kind of sneaky buyers in in this uh, in this uh, free agent period. Yeah, yeah, they've been sneaky. They could be good. <laughs> yeah, but I I I loved it. I enjoyed it a lot. Well, you know, just seeing all the free agents gone, uh, yeah, going because usually like the hot stove kind of extends a little bit. But you know, we had the before this lockout, it was just nice to just see these teams. I'm like, do we right. spend or do we wait? And I, and I feel like too, and I feel like too a lot of these big big name teams too. So it's like you know your Dodgers, your Yankees, your Red Sox. Really, I think they're they're going to play the wait and see approach too, and see uh, what's going to happen with this CBA as well. Right, with this absolutely. new CBA. I'm interested to see the Tigers made a little bit of waves too with the Baez signing. They might be an interesting team to watch. They were kind of coming on a little bit late last season. They could be interesting to watch next year. They are interesting, and they actually have a good manager too. Uh, with AJ Hints, you know, minus the whole, you know, Reds, you know, with, with the whole Astros scandal. Yeah, but I think we're, I think we're starting to see what a good, what a good, um, you know, what a good, good manager he is. Absolutely, I'm very excited to see that. Uh, yeah, it, it's just going to be a fantastic. I, I'm just really interested. I, I hope they get a deal done. I'm, I, I, I just want a deal. I want baseball to start. You know. Yeah, in April. Just give me that. That's what I want. Me too, because we've already booked our tickets to Yankees opening day. Or we booked our tickets to New York in the hopes of watching Yankees opening day. If that doesn't happen, then I'm going to be real upset. Oh, who do they play? Red Sox. Ooh, that would be a fun opening day. Yes, please get the CBA deal done. That's what I want. I want the CBA deal done so you can go to New York and enjoy a Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Andre is a huge Yankees fan. So if this CBA costs me that, like, I'm going to be so upset. I'm going <laughs> to, like, put out, like, the tweet and just tag every millionaire baseball player on it. So it'll be like, hey, my fiance does not get to go see your dream opening day because you guys are all fighting over an extra million dollars when you have 20. Uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll wait and see. But I, I want it to happen. Give it to me. Give it to absolutely. me a lot. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> Yes, give give it to me with that. Uh, I want the CBA, man. So I want you to go and enjoy, and I, I want people to be happy. You know, just you know the fact that you know baseball baseball will be back. Hopefully, 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 yes, hopefully with that, yeah. And you know what? It, it really was a fun season last year. You really what? did. We had a fun season last year. Like that's Great really kind of the disappointing thing. It's just like we had a fun season. You know, you, you know, kind of build off the, this uh, this fun season that we had. Yeah, I think a, I think a lockout would definitely hurt the sport. It de- it definitely would. Yeah. <laughs> now let's talk about the craziness that's going on in college football. Let's do it, man. Like, let's do it. I want the craziness. Like I want to talk about like the wild, wild west of like coaching hires. Like what the hell happened, man? <laughs> I know you. We thought this would be like a. We thought this would be a pretty like even keel stuff with a lot of these uh, a lot of these coaches that that were kind of rumored for these jobs uh, that that were going to be that were going to just you know maybe midnight Mel Tucker, 
you know, as far as with that. And James Franklin, you know, he may be moving. But, no, they all kind of – and Luke Fickle was kind of – Luke Fickle is still kind of in that uh, realm as well. He may be he may be getting a new job uh, soon uh, as far as with that. But he oh. was kind of like, oh, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stay at Cincinnati as well. But, no, I mean, it just – let's just throw everything off, you know. And it's Lincoln crazy. Riley was like, nope. Lincoln Riley abandoning a 10-win team midseason. Uh, you got Brian Kelly abandoning no one loss Notre Dame, or did they lose? They, uh, yeah, one loss Notre Dame team that has a chance to go to the playoff. Right, and you have your head coach abandoning them midstream to go to LSU, where the guy who just won the national championship two years ago got fired. Like, Brian Kelly's good, but he's not going to go there and do anything better than Ed Ayo was. I don't think. I I don't think so. Uh, it, it, he's get, he is an interesting. I, I mean, I feel like that was definitely an interesting hire. Let's put it that way. Right. I mean, it it, it 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 was crazy. I just I I guess he just needed the challenge. I guess of the SEC. It's insane yeah. right now, man. Like it's I not know. like Notre Dame and Oklahoma are bad jobs. Like how are we like? how are these people like bailing on these great jobs to go to jobs where, I mean, you're going to have to at least rebuild somewhat, especially at SC and like Lincoln Riley. I'm not sure how good of a coach he is. I mean, he inherited a great, great base from, from Bob Stoops. I mean, he inherited a great situation. So is he that good? And is he a guy that's going to be able to build something up when, SC's been struggling lately. Yeah, and SC has been struggling uh, as well. And uh, can it be a case of do they have to play defense? Can, or you know, I mean, I guess he wanted. I guess he bolted too because he because again, Oklahoma's going to be in the S. You know, going to be in the SEC soon as well. So I guess he kind of bolted as well. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's it. But then you have Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame. Like all of a sudden, Notre Dame's a bad job. He's got his team up to right. sixth in the country. One loss. I know. Only and they, Cincinnati. And they've been a good team for literally for about, you know, half, half a decade now. I mean, or yeah. at least a decade. Yeah. They, they were in the college football playoff. Like, I mean, it's Notre Dame. Or they were in the national those, championship like, game like, almost 10 years ago. Like Notre Dame and Oklahoma are like two of the most prestigious programs in the country. And you have people ditching out on that job. That's unreal. I agree. I mean, it, uh, it, it, yeah, we, we will see with that. Uh, th- this is, this is crazy. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, mean that like, I mean, so if you're Oklahoma and uh, if you're Notre Dame, then do you wait to see if uh, Luke Fickle does decide to leave after the season? Like what? Well, so- what is well, your move? well it sounds like, it sounds like Notre Dame is going to hire their, uh, the defensive coordinator uh, who has been really, really good this year. Um, uh, who has been really good this year for that. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm really curious what Oklahoma is going to do uh, as far as with that. And, hey, speaking of Bob Stoops, we get Bob Stoops for one more game. You know, he's going mean, to be coaching, he's gonna be coaching Oklahoma in, the, in whatever bowl Oklahoma is going to be in. I mean, I think Bob Stoops is obviously a better coach than Lincoln Riley is. So I think that Oklahoma actually gets better in this situation. But Lincoln Riley, like, this is a guy who almost lost to Kansas earlier in the season, and now SC's treating him like he's the guy? He almost lost to Kansas. We talked about it, what, five weeks ago? 
Yeah, we, we did. Almost lost to Kansas. And now we almost won. lost to Kansas. I mean, and, and it's a team, too, that really – they've really been lucky, I think, for a, a lot of these oh, yeah. wins. I mean, really. I mean, it's just – Texas? They, yeah, the, yeah, the Texas game, if, really, if it wasn't for, like, a Texas collapse or maybe, if yeah. you know, it, it is a Tulane – basically collapse, too. They almost collapsed to Tulane. Like, yeah. Virginia, all of these have been close games, and, I mean – I don't like I said, I don't think this is that good of a move for SC. I don't. Uh, I mean it's uh, yeah, we'll we'll just have I, I mean it's gonna be a wait and see approach for him. I mean he's I, I mean they're hiring a guy that's like like I said, inherited the best situation ever in uh, Oklahoma. Bob Stoops like obviously had that thing set up. And uh, I mean now you're starting to see like I mean, yeah, they're winning, but barely. And so maybe that's maybe that's why he's getting out of there and getting paid, because he knows like okay, uh, this I wasn't actually that good, so I'm gonna take my money now before I get fired again. Right. Yeah. Both. Both. Uh, you know. I guess both coaches' sense as far as too. You know. You right. know. I, I guess too. I guess too. And it helped too that he had like transfer quarterbacks too with Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. You know, Jalen Hurts in, in, to an extent too. So, I mean, it, it, it's crazy to think about that, you know, and it's just, you know, and he had to deal with this quarterback controversy, I guess, with Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams this year. Which, I mean, really wasn't even that much of a controversy when you look at it, because obviously Williams was way better. But, I mean, Rattler, I mean, obviously there was a reason that they, the school he was at didn't want him, but still. Yeah, well... <laughs> It, it's it's insane. I mean, yeah, Rattler it's is probably going to enter enter the tro, uh, transfer portal, and who's going to pick him up now? I'm kind of curious. Because I don't think he's going to go to SC with Lincoln Riley. Clearly not. I bet he's going well, to be the new quarterback at the University of Hawaii. Well, it's funny, and it's funny too because really, I mean, it's just like Oklahoma. This is like the first time Oklahoma's really been burned. Uh, for like the first right. time it, from forever, so it's just like Oklahoma fans just don't know how to react. Really, they. <laughs> and so I mean, it, it's just funny just seeing them just lose their stuff. One in three like, bowl record for Lincoln Riley, by the way. Really? Yep. Man, yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he just. Yeah, he inherited Bob Stoops' big, you know, big game, right. big game moniker. He did. He inherited. I like I said. I don't like this hire for SC. I mean, I think Brian Kelly at least has a better history for uh, for LSU. But like I said, that is – I don't see why you – I think it should be illegal to uh, ditch your team midseason to get you think so? job. I think so. If you're the head so. coach. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, I think it should be illegal. I mean, it's just crazy because it's just a lot of big name jobs too. Got really, I mean, just popped up out of nowhere because yeah, yeah. And not to mention too, we have we still have Florida too. Like Florida is in the mix now with Mullen getting fired as well. So we still right. have that Florida caveat too. Florida's still out there. I mean, there are some great jobs available now. Yeah, yeah, we have some good jobs. So I, yeah, I mean, it, it, we we will have to wait and see with with all that fun stuff. Do you think Dan Mullen goes back to Colorado State? <laughs> you mean McElwain? Wasn't Dan Mullen at Colorado State? Nope. I thought he was. No, nah, he was at uh, Mississippi State. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. But I, I really, I mean, you know, reclamation project, you know. Hey, who knows, man? Or yeah, they could see, you know, the wonderful, the wonderful Bill O'Brien, you know, everybody's going to look at Bill O'Brien. It's just this mastermind and stuff. And, I'm, and it's like, are you kidding me, Bill O'Brien? Hey, man, maybe, maybe Bill, Bill O'Brien's got it again. Who knows? Really, the only reason that it can be successful in college that obviously weren't in the pros. I think it's only going to be two or three years before Urban Meyer's back in the college setting, it looks like. so. Oh, I, I would not be shocked if uh, good old Urban, you know, even bolts after this year. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would not be shocked as far as with that. And, yeah, we'll have to – I'm very, very kind of curious. I mean, it's just it's been a wacky, crazy week, I guess, for college football. It has. It's on and off the field. And, of course, I got to bring up Michigan beating Ohio State because, come on, man. Bring it. <laughs> it on. Bring it on. Bring the, bring the – I uh, knew it was going to happen. And just because Michigan State was a good matchup for Ohio State doesn't mean that they were that good. That, <laughs> I mean, that was one of – that was shocking. Like, that was a shocking uh, – really. I mean, really, Michigan really dominated that game. And they dominated, too, in the second half. They're really they scored yeah. they scored on every one of their possessions in the second half. So that was an absolute dominating affair by Michigan. It was, and I mean, it's good to see Harbaugh finally get that monkey off his back. Yeah, he get he gets the monkey off his back. You know, I mean, he, he, he his salvation is saved and all that. You know, he gets saved by that. He gets uh, he he basically he saved his job this year. You know, he we did, he kind of talked about it that it was just this is kind of a make or break year for Harbaugh. He has made it. He has saved his job. And now they're basically went away from making the college football playoff, which I didn't think we would probably be talking about Michigan in the college football playoff. So basically uh, what we're looking at, I mean, I think what happens if they lose to Iowa this week? They would be the Rose. I, I think they would be the Rose Bowl participant. But what, how does that hurt Harbaugh if that happens? Oh, oh. <laughs> let's see here. He gets past Ohio State finally, gets to the Big Ten championship game, and then loses to Kirk Ferentz in Iowa. <laughs> I mean, uh, wow that would that would be that would be a stunner. But I think it would be. I think his job would be saved because he did beat Ohio State. He knocked Ohio State out of the basically the college football playoff. Yeah, I mean, you would certainly think so. So, I mean, that that's good. I mean, is it? It's like spoiling it for them is obviously a big thing for him so yeah uh but uh, it's just crazy i did not think michigan uh really i mean i thought michigan was going to be a good team but i didn't think we would be talking about them right now as as a potential college football playoff team right now no definitely not (laughs) yeah and they and they jumped a lot of spots it just sounds like too cincinnati's probably going to be either three or four right now unless something crazy happens really yeah, I wonder. I mean, people. It sounds like they're going to make him number four. Really, I, I feel like a, I, I just feel like that's just going to happen. Um, not necessarily. I mean, I think things could shape up for them to get the three. I uh, really, I mean, the, the only reason they would shape up to be a three really is, is if Alabama loses, and then maybe uh, Oklahoma State loses to Baylor in the Big Twelve championship game. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see that happening. I mean, I think that. Georgia has just been so dominant this year. But, I mean, like I said, who knows? Alabama has obviously had their number. So, we'll see what ends up happening there. But, I mean, I think that, I mean, Georgia has looked like the team from the get-go. 
yeah, they have definitely looked like the team literally since week one beating Clemson. Yeah, which that, that probably has been Cle- Georgia's tough matchup so far has been Clemson. Right. But they, they just dominated teams the entire the entire season. And, I mean, Alabama kind of comes in looking a little stumbly. Like, they got beat uh, – or they barely beat a mediocre Auburn team. They barely got by Arkansas. I mean, they lost to Texas A&M. I mean, they looked a lot better earlier in the season than they do now. Yes. Are you in fa- – do you like the new playoff format? Uh, like, the more I'm watching it, the more I don't like it. Like, what with do you the new, with, or The new uh, overtime format. No, I don't. Where it's basically like a two-point shootout after the after the second game after the second round. No, I don't like it. I don't either. I mean, I I think the way you should fix it is maybe it maybe wasn't you, broken to begin with. I know it wasn't broken to begin with, but you know because they had this one crazy game between Texas A&M and LSU uh, a few years ago, they decided, oh, we got to fix it. You know, I love it. I want if it happens to go seven overtimes, then it goes seven overtimes. But I know it's just one of these once in a crazy 25. Yeah. It's just one of these crazy time, you know, or maybe, maybe in the, uh, all right, here we go. Here's how you can maybe kind of fix it. Maybe after the third round, you move, you move it up five yards, you put it at the, tw- or you move it up to like the 15 or something like that. And then you have or four no, downs. You already you, you move it back or I feel like you should move it forward, but you get four downs and no field goals. You have to go for it. And you have to go for two. Like I said, I think it was fine the way it was. I don't think we needed to change it. I, I didn't either. I, I just – I know. I was just like, why – if it ain't broke, don't fix it. It exactly. was not broken. I love the college football over time. I loved it. And now, like I said, now it's basically like like the soccer version of going to penalty kicks. Like, let me get a legit winner. Or actually, no. Because soccer, you don't score any points to begin with. But right. uh, the point is, is that I want to see, and it doesn't make it more exciting to have this like two point conversion stuff because it was already exciting. Let, let them play it out. If they're starting at the 25, it's not that hard uh, theoretically. And once again, just because uh, teams ended up going like five or six overtimes, that's the rarest of circumstances, especially with the mandatory go for two after uh, two overtimes. Like, yeah. After I the think, second overtime. Yeah. yeah. I think it was fine the way it was. Or if you're that worried about it, make it just go for, go for two from the first overtime. Yeah, if you're worried about that, fine. yeah, go for two or something like that. Or or after after maybe the third or fourth round, no field goals, you have to go for it. And there's no, no first downs. No overtime. No kickers in overtime, yeah. Yeah, you, 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 you have four downs. You have four downs to score or something like that. Or you move up, you move it up, you know, or something like that. And you have four downs, no field goals. You have to go for it. Right. You move it to the 20. Yep. You, you play uh, yards, yard football rules. Yeah. You play yard football, basically. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that would, that would get done like quick, you know, maybe move it up five yards and then boom, you have to go for it. Four downs. Yep. No first downs, no field goals. You have to score. Yep. You have yeah, to I mean, score those four downs. Once again, I think it was fine the way it was. So that's, it I'm was. It was back fine. To I know. Just go. Just go back to the old ways. I think maybe they they maybe come to their senses a little bit. Right. Well, it, it's just a shame because really, I mean, I got a feeling we may have a college football playoff. We may have a college football playoff game that goes into overtime, and that and that just will just disrupt everything. Yeah, that's, I, mean, I feel like that's going to be the problem. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I I think it's like 
Actually, I, I, my analogy earlier didn't work. It was like the dumb rule that they had in baseball of putting a runner on second base already for like the for like extra innings. That never made sense to me either. Like baseball had been played the same way for over a hundred years, and it was fine. So I don't need a guy starting at second in like extra innings. Just let it work the way it the way it's worked for years. I'm all in favor of that. I'm all in favor of trying to get the game done at least that game that went into extra innings done a little bit quicker. I'm I'm the well, opposite. Sure I like it because you want to get out of the stadium. Yes, I'm all in favor of that. Yeah, I'm not with in that. favor of it. I think it's silly. I like the I like that rule. The, I don't I, like the, that rule at all. I like it. Keep it. It undermines <laughs> the integrity of the game. The cool thing about baseball is the tradition of it, and that's the cool thing about college football too is the tradition of it. I know it, it, it really, I mean, it's just, I loved, I loved the overtime role. And yeah, you just had one of these once in a blue moon type of moment. LSU, hey, I guess really, I mean, exciting. it was, it was a gambling influence. I, I feel like it was like a gambling influence rule, you know, where it's like, you had like these gamblers who pick like the under, but because the game went to seven overtimes that the game went into an over, you know what? You bet on that game. You deserve to lose. If you bet the right. under, you deserve to lose. Sorry. Right. Sorry, yeah. Mr. C Sorry, Mr. Compulsive gambler. Sorry, Floyd Mayweather. That's not how life works. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, I mean, I don't like it. Like I said, I think it was cool the way it was. And I'll watch, I'll watch eight overtimes. That makes it more exciting. I mean, the same I watched, way the 14th inning gets more exciting because I'm like, is it going to end now? I watched that Illinois Penn State game, the one that went into nine overtimes. And I really wanted that thing to end after literally the fifth overtime, like the fifth or sixth overtime. I'm like, please somebody do something like somebody stop somebody or somebody score. And it was just like crazy. I mean, it, it just, well, it stunk. It stunk really. I mean, really that game, that game, if they, if it were played by the old rules, that game would have been done by the third or fourth overtime. Right. Absolutely. It would have. Yeah. And also it didn't help that Illinois Penn state was basically the uh, college football equivalent of bears lions. It's not like it was that big of a deal. It wasn't that big. It really wasn't. It wasn't that big of a deal. Really, the only thing that saved it was being nine overtimes. Right. But what's the only thing that saved that game? They're going for two the whole time. Yeah, they're going for two, and it was just I bad play it, after bad yeah. play. I look up at the TV because the bottom line is scrolling, and it says, oh, wow, we've already gone through three overtimes in that game? What happened? <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. It, it, it's a game, really, that would have ended in the third or fourth overtime. That's how bad it was. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, bring back the old overtime rules. Bring back the old extra innings rules. But if it ain't broke, don't fix it. No, I, I like I like MLB's over. I like MLB's extra innings for for the you know for the uh, for the regular season. Uh, but yeah, bring back old overtime rules. Just make it twenty five yards or something like that. Yeah. Or you get like yeah, you get like a first down, but you have to go for it all times. No field goals. There you go. That's how you fix it. You make you got to go for it all. You know, you can have like a first down here or there. Yeah, absolutely. I Get kickers out. No kickers. Let's let's move on. Anything NFL-wise you wanted to talk about? Uh, I mean, just it, it's crazy. I mean, it's just what a another wonky week really where it's just like we just don't know and it's just sad because it just looks like the Patriots are probably the best team right now. It stinks. Well, uh, because yeah. the Titans were the best team, but they've just had so many injuries. 
Yeah, that's a team where the injuries have finally started to come up to that team. Thankfully, they had it. They they got a nice start to the season, and they have uh, two wins against the Colts. So that really helps them uh, win in the South. But yeah, we could be seeing them now uh, in that fourth seed now, and they could be that Nickelodeon game. They could like that's the. I mean, that's obviously the uh, great the thing you don't want if you're the Titans. But I mean, you also have the Chiefs catching fire too. Obviously, they were off last weekend. And I mean, uh, like I said, I think that the Rams really kind of made some mistakes, especially bringing in Odell Beckham Jr. Like Odell Beckham Jr., aside from last year with the Browns, has never really been on a winning team. And I mean, it could tell like the Rams were going good, but these trades almost, it feels like hurt their culture. And I think that that's something that can take you back a little bit. Yeah, and they really have gone through all this all this stuff as well. Um, yeah, and it's just bringing in uh yeah, bringing in Vaughn and we talked about it too, how really midseason trades really don't do anything for for the NFL. And this is probably like another prime example about that. You know, the I mean the Rams have been the, the shocking thing is, is that the Broncos have had a better record than the Rams since the trade. That's right. the shocking thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the Broncos uh, obviously threw up a dud against the Eagles, but they had an impressive win against the Chargers last week. And, I mean, uh, once again, I think that anyone who says that Drew Locke should be put ahead of Teddy Bridgewater uh, should be fitted for their KKK outfit. Because anyone who watches Drew Locke play a second of football in that Charger game should realize that it's just – it's Teddy is way better. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's just, and I've been, I've been really on the on the lock train too because I actually do like lock. I, it's just, yeah, he's he's really kind of showing it. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, and big and big fan. Yeah, and it's just like I think I put it on a tweet. I mean, seriously, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're Teddy, Drew Locke, or Prime. You know, in his prime, Elway. You know, Vic Fangio would always find a way to screw up a two minute drill. I mean, seriously, I, Vic doesn't. Vic's not a good two minute drill guy, but I mean. That doesn't change the fact that Drew is a horrible decision maker. I mean, college, drunken college freshmen make better decisions than Drew Locke does with the football. Yep, that that's that's the case right now. And you know, I mean, it's it, we're we're gonna have to see what, what they're gonna do. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it really is gonna be yes, Teddy. Unless Teddy, unless Teddy's in a stretcher, it's gonna be Teddy. Yeah, I think it should be. They're over 500 for the first time in like five years at this point in the season. So, it is crazy to think about this. We're in December and the Broncos are over 500, and it and it feels like it's one of those teams, you know. And it feels like it's one of these teams. I'm like, how are we over 500? It's really one of these. Just like, how are we over 500? Like this is. It, it feels. Like, I, I guess because we haven't been over 500, you know, this this uh, late in the season. I guess it just feels weird for us, you know, that we haven't had it in such a long time. Really, it's been five years since that happened. I know. And, yeah, I mean, the playoff picture uh, looks weird, I guess. It's so muddled, especially right now. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it, we'll, we'll, have to, we'll have to see with that. And, and it's just um, – I'm, I'm trying, to, trying to see, you know, as far as with the – you know, with the, the whole playoff picture. <laughs> You know, as far as with that, I mean, it's just, I, I'm trying to pick what's going to be the Nickelodeon game. I mean, I right think now. it's a little too early to say. I mean, we got six more weeks of football. 
a lot of teams that are currently in it. I mean, you have the AFC North at 500. You have the whole AFC West above 500. Yeah. I mean, this is crazy to see. I mean, you have the Bills kind of slumping. I mean, it's, it's, are they going to right the ship? I mean, this is the crazy playoff picture. I mean, you have Dallas that doesn't look that good, but they're in the crappiest division, so they're going to be okay. So, I mean, the Buccaneers are in a crappy division, so they're going to be okay. But, I mean, obviously they would have been either way, but. I know. I'm, I'm really kind of looking. I mean, I, I, I really, I mean, if the playoffs ended today or if the, if the playoffs started today type of thing, I think Tennessee and Buffalo would probably be that ESPN game where it's just like where ESPN gets the scrap heap. Even with all these games, ESPN, that, I feel like that would be the game. I don't know what would be the – it's interesting. I don't know what would be the Nickelodeon game. I mean, I feel like you obsess over the Nickelodeon game more than I do. I mean, I guess it probably would be maybe Patriots-Chargers. I think that would be the case. I think that would be probably the Nickelodeon game. I do, I do obsess, yes, because I am going to be sitting and I'm going to be watching that Nickelodeon game. And it's going to be interesting this year because – it'll be Buccaneers-Niners or maybe even Cowboys-Rams. Oh man, maybe. Uh, oh, geez, maybe. Uh, maybe Green Bay against the Washington football team. That could be, but I think Fox would want that. Doesn't um, Green Bay have the? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, somehow the Washington football team will. Uh, be Washington in the playoffs. football team's not in a playoff spot, are they? I they guess are. So. They are seventh right now. Wow. <laughs> God, God. What the hell is the, what is this playoff picture in the? I, I guess I just realized how muddled. The NFC wildcard picture is you have Washington, Minnesota, Atlanta built like a horrible team, but is somehow in this thing. <laughs> yeah, they, they somehow, they're somehow in this. So Arizona would be the one seed right now, and it would be Green Bay against the Washington football team, Tampa Bay against San Fran, and then Dallas would be Dallas would go against the Rams. Like, <laughs> how, how is Atlanta still in this thing? Yeah, like, with Atlanta kind of still Every time they the lose, they get killed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just, and he still had the Eagles kind of creeping up in there. Yes, they, yeah, did, the have a, they did have a bad loss. They did have a bad loss against the Giants, but they're still in it. I mean, they still got to yeah. play most they're of the NFC East. Back. Yeah, I they mean, still got to play. The Panthers are done without Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, the Panthers will be done. We can forget about that. But yeah, like the Eagles are still going to be in the hunt as far as with that. Nice. I believe they still got to play Washington twice, so that could decide stuff. Really and they have New either. Orleans, which is. You know, kind of fading. They'll they'll probably be out. Of They're the, somewhere you know. in there, though. There's somewhere. I mean, I think there. they've gone fully to Taysom Hill, so that might be better than having Simeon back there. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, here's yeah. what's going to happen, and I'm going to tell you this right now, Bushy. I mean, the Bears are going to lose their next two weeks. They're going to win their last four, and your boy Matt Nagy is going to somehow save his job again. Go nine and eight. He's going to end up in that seventh spot again. And he's going to be the Nickelodeon game again, again against his owner, against against the uh, Packers owner, uh, against the Bears owner, Aaron Rodgers. And you he's see them beating, you see them beating the Packers in Lambeau. Yep. He's going to. You do see them beating the Vikings to survive because <laughs> he's going to beat the Vikings twice. I mean, the Vikings have a matchup against uh, uh, against the Lions, so that that Those may help the Bears. this coming week. Oh no, the yeah. Bears. Though. Yeah, they they may they may, but you know what? This sound this sounds like this this may be weird, but this may feel like one of those 
Vikings where everything kind of goes like that, but they, but they lose to the Lions. This yeah. feels like one of these this, – this feels like what – this just feels like it, you know? That would be the most Viking thing to do, wouldn't it? Yep, but the, and somehow they're going to find their way to get to 500. I thought they were going to get to 500 exactly. I thought they were going to be 8-8-1. Eight, eight and one. They really should have tied that Cincinnati game. I mean, it, it would have been probably perfect. probably tie this week with the Lions. <laughs> they could. <laughs> they, tie with the, they tie with the Lions. That, that would be the fascinating thing. Give me that. <laughs> the Lions are going to be 0-15-2 at the end of the season. Yeah. 0-15-2. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, it would just be crazy. Yeah. And then you have Atlanta, you know. I mean, it's just – God, I, I don't know Atlanta what they would be. Atlanta feels so bad, but they find ways to win. Some of these games, they either win or they get blown out by 30 points. Are they like the worst five and six team in like the history of of, of football? Like it just Their feels that differential way. Differential is only twelve points better than the Lions. They oh are, my they are God. a negative one hundred three in point differential, and somehow so they win close and then they get blown out in losses. Right, so that they win close or they get killed. I mean, oh my God. God, this is God. That's a bad team. I mean, like, watch, they, they still got watch, two matchups against somehow like face Rogers in the first round. That would be easier than having a bye almost. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, get to play the Atlanta Falcons. You I know? mean, look, look at their. I mean, their win. I mean, look at this win. Look at their teams they've beaten this season too. They've beaten the Giants, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Jaguars, and then the Saints without, uh, without James with. Uh, with Trevor Simeon starting. And they almost blew that game, too. They almost and they blew almost it. blew that game, too. They, they somehow they, they, beat they... the Dolphins, but that was before Tua kind of got it figured out. Like this, And once again, they have not won. Yeah, their biggest win was by a touchdown against the Jets and the Jaguars. <laughs> in which the Bronc, in which, yeah, so basically they have kind of the same kind of schedule as the Denver Broncos, you know? Pretty much. But at least, well, at least we killed the Cowboys. Unlike Atlanta, who got killed by the Cowboys. Right. Like I said, this – I mean, shoot, man. It would be great to be in the NFC if you're a Broncos fan, man. You would be in great shape if they were over there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were with what, the likes of Minnesota. against the NFC? Oh, yeah, dealing with the likes of – yeah, just like who knows with Minnesota as far as with that. And, right. Uh, <laughs> it's just – it's just strange that the Washington football team is in the hunt. Like yeah. I'm, I'm just very, very upset about that. Hey, that they, they beat the page or they beat the Buccaneers earlier this year, man. They, they might be okay. They've been a, they've been like a really a weird team. Like they some some days they look hopeless, but then some days they look really good, like against the Buccaneers and Seattle. They've won three in a row. The Washington football team. So their last loss was against the Broncos. Yes, it was. You got to think about that. That's their I last mean, loss. They, three of their losses. And they really should have. And they really should have won that game. Really, if it wasn't right. for their kicker, who you know blew it. If they didn't, yeah, who blew it? I mean, they got killed by the Bills. They could have beaten the Chargers. They lost some out of the Saints, but other than that, I mean, they lost to the Chiefs and the Packers too. Those aren't bad losses at all. No, that that was not, and and they were really in that game except for you know until like midway through the third quarter, and that's when Rogers said, "Oh, I'm Rogers." I mean, I, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do against the uh, the Raiders this week. Yes, we, <laughs> this will be a telling. 
this would be a, probably a telling week of which team is really a, a contender or a pretender, really, uh, as far as with like the playoff pitcher. I mean, yeah, like I said, this will be a fun week. Some interesting matchups. I uh, can't wait to see Jets Eagles. I mean, <laughs> after that disaster against the Giants, they got to play another New York team. I mean, really, you should not be. You should not. It's if you lose to the Giants and Jets in consecutive weeks, I feel like you should just you should just ban the team. You know, you're you're not even allowed to be in the playoffs. Your coach should be fired out immediately. Yes, you lose to the Jets and the Giants in consecutive weeks. Yeah. Yeah, Oh my God, that would for you. I, I just I just can't get over that the Washington football team is somehow seven. Like it's just yeah. I know they well, won like three said, straight, but it's just the like Falcons my God. Were in this thing because I mean yeah, the, I watched part of that game against the Patriots and they were just snacking them around the whole time. Oh yeah, they've looked terrible the entire time. Really, I mean they <laughs> they looked good. really bad. Yeah, they got smacked by the Cowboys and smacked by the Patriots in literally four and days by the Eagles and like. They're not even getting smacked by that good of teams. I mean, the Patriots and Cowboys are good, but they're getting smacked around by the Eagles. Like they're getting, like they're getting just smacked. Yeah, there's that's 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 what like the frustrating thing is. It's just like when they lose, they get their butts kicked, you know. And it's like if they win, they're you know they barely squeaking out these games. Yeah. Well, I'm sure they'll get killed again by Tampa Bay this week, so they're, they'll be <laughs> getting killed uh, again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, here here's the funny thing, too. I'm looking at uh, Minnesota's. Uh, so, Minnesota, yeah, I mean, Minnesota has a point differential of five. Yeah. They have a point differential of five. Their total points per game is 25 and a half, and their opponents is 25.1. I mean, wow. really, I mean, is this a 500 team or what? This, this feels it like is. the perfect five. And they're tied with the Falcons. And they're tied with the Falcons. I mean, this is the perfect Minnesota team. I mean, really. And this Minnesota team only beat the Lions by two earlier this season in Minnesota. So, I mean, yeah, they, have to, they, they will have, probably lose this week. <laughs> they had to have, yeah, a last-second field goal. They won on a last-second field goal uh, with that. <laughs> I wow. mean, it's just. Yeah, and their total touchdowns, they've scored 32 total touchdowns. They've given up 30 touchdowns. Like, it, yeah. it, or their opponents have scored 30 touchdowns. It, this is the perfect 500 team. This is fantastic. And, like, literally literally every one of their games, except for a win against the Seahawks, has been decided by one possession. Oh, my God. Like, they're, I, they, could, they could be 12-0 right now, or they could be 0 and or 1-12 right now. Like, they are so – like hit or miss it's crazy like they're in every game and then they could blow every game like who knows should we just call them uh should we just call them uh should we just call them the, the basically the nebraska of the nfl because that i mean Pretty basically much. that's what nebraska was i mean really i mean it's just a fascinating thing to watch you know that like nebraska had a zero point differential in like their big 10 games i mean they make they make uh interesting football games there's they don't have bad games they're all interesting to watch at least <laughs> they i know it was just very fascinating to, to kind of see that on friday when they lost that their point differential was zero they had a zero point differential they went one and seven wow. which means they blew out that one game and then literally they lost just nothing but close games yeah it's nuts 
it is nuts. I mean, it's just, it, it's crazy. I mean, and that's why, that's why we, you know, going back to Ohio state, I mean, it was just like, that's why, cause it's just really when they played against decent teams on the road, they, they, they weren't very good. Like they struggled against Minnesota. Right. They struggled against Nebraska. We'll probably go down as probably the greatest three and eight team in the history of college football. So it, it wasn't a shock to me. It wasn't a shock to me when Michigan kind of dominated them because really they struggled on the road against right. really good, uh, decent to really good teams. And I mean, they were just lucky that they had so many of their tougher games at the big house. Yeah. So yeah, their Penn State game. Yeah, and the Michigan State game. I mean, it I was think at the big house. Yeah. Up well against Michigan State. They but. do. Yeah. <laughs> they do as far as with that, but I mean, I mean, I, the worst pass defense in football against the pass offense like Ohio State's yeah that's a tailor-made opponent for you yeah definitely but yeah they <laughs> they yeah like I said I still thought they were overrated all year and they proved me right yeah there you go they they proved it they proved it to you man you you've been calling it see that was the thing you had to eat crow for a little bit and now you're getting yeah, oh, I, had yeah. Eat, yeah I had to humble myself after the Michigan State loss to be able to talk shit after the Michigan loss there you go. Yes, I remember. I said I sent you a text on on Saturday asking about that. I'm like, how much crap are you gonna crap on Ohio State? Basically, it was the gimmick of Eddie Guerrero with the hose with with the pile of with the pile of crap. Yeah, spraying spraying doo doo at the big show. Spr spraying doo doo at the big show. Yeah, it just it, that was that was the case. And it, oh man, <laughs> man, what's Billy? Man, I'm 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 really kind of curious about point differential because I looked up. I looked up New Orleans' point differential. It's basically like five as well. They're right. Like I said, it's so weird. Like, because like I said, it feels like all of these NFC teams that aren't that good are somehow in it. They all got a like middling teams. Philadelphia is at oh, 31. Man, let that Washington football team get there. They're getting hot. They're plus 31 in point differential for Philadelphia. And somehow they're a five and 17. What is going on? Once again, they blow people out and then they lose close. Yeah, that, I guess that's the case. Yeah, and then like, yeah, they're not like the Vikings or the Saints, you know, who, who have who have had that. You know, it's like the Saints are like a five point, they're plus five point differential. But yeah, you have Atlanta too. Yeah, you have Atlanta, Philadelphia, basically having these really <laughs> right. But uh, Philadelphia beat the crap out of Atlanta, and then they beat the crap out of uh, the Lions too. So they they just find a way to beat up on the worst teams that they play. And they beat and they beat up on the Saints too. Yeah, and then they almost beat the Buccaneers. They gave the Buccaneers a fight. What yeah, else? they did. They gave the Buccaneers the fight. Yeah, and I mean, it, I mean, yeah. I mean, the game in the game between the Broncos was a close one too. Even though, yeah, they kind of they kind of extended it at the end. Yeah, I mean, it, it really was close for three quarters. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, there you it was, go. It was something that it could have quickly changed. I guess. <laughs> exactly. Had uh, had Melvin Gordon not fumbled, that would have definitely been a different story. It is, yes. Because then that's like a fourteen point swing there. So yeah. Perfect. I mean, Jesus. I mean, Broncos could be seven and five on that thing. Just you know, wink, wink. You know, could have been. Who knows? Who knows? That's said, We'll see how good the Broncos look this week because it feels like they're good for one game and then they stink in another game. So this feels like the stinky game. Yeah, this this this, that, this this will feel like probably the stinky game. So you know. Prime time, the you know, the America gets to watch us. We've been kind of this under the radar team. Now America gets to watch us. Just to be like, really? How is this team, you know, six and five? 
I don't know because this is a week. Like I said, it's a this weird is a weird year. year. Yeah, it feels like everyone just wants to finish the year nine and eight and see what happens. <laughs> nine <laughs> and eight have weird tiebreakers decide who gets yeah. in the playoffs. It feels like the entire AFCs decided. You know what? We're going to finish nine and eight this year. Yeah, we're going to have all these nine and eight teams, and it's really going to dis- decide on a coin flip. Really, yeah. <laughs> it'll be uh, rock paper scissors on consecutive Sundays. <laughs> until a champion is until a playoff team is found. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we have Javante Williams of the Broncos going up against <laughs> Josh Allen of the Bills. Oh, Carson Wentz went with Rock and Javante. Oh goodness gracious! Seven seed. <laughs> <laughs> Next, we have Derek Carr for the from the Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> going up against Ben Roethlisberger of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Oh, Big Ben comes away choking again. Big Ben might actually be better at paper, rock, paper, scissors right now than he is at football. His joints don't work that good. I mean, it's just, the Steelers are just very, very fascinating. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah. They tied the Lions. I think that they're done. I agree, yeah. I feel like, yeah. They're, they're done, yeah, as far as with that. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like you know. But I, who knows? Who knows? We could be talking about them probably having a playoff spot, really, because of that stupid tie against the Lions. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> that a stupid tie against the Lions, and somehow yeah. they would come up into the playoff spot because they have that one stupid tie, Jeez. and they win all these. Pro, you know, it's ridiculous. Next it's up, so we have Joe Mixon going up again. Yeah. yeah, Joe Joe Mixon going up against Baker Mayfield. <laughs> it's oh, Baker, I, man, I don't know, I don't know with his bad shoulder, man, can he can he actually pull, you know actually show his show his arm? <laughs> oh, geez. Well, that's all I had to talk about this week. You got anything else you wanted to chat about? Yeah, just a just a little bit of a gripe. Okay, so I was on uh, I was on. I was on a I was on a streaming app yesterday and they they were showing, you know, obviously since it's the holiday season, they were showing like a they had like a Christmas movie uh type of thing. And what the it really what was fascinating to me is that they put Mean Girls on there. Mm-hmm. Mean Girls is on there. Yeah, they put Mean Girls on there. There's literally two scenes that mention Christmas movie that, that have like a Christmas scene. Obviously the jingle bell rock scene and then with the candy cane gram. Uh, really, and, and it's just really, really like, what is going on here? Like, are we just distinguish anything a Christmas movie now because it has a Christmas scene in it? I mean, I don't know. You can you you can be your own judge on that. I mean, I think that the part of that movie I remember the most is the Jingle Bell Rock scene. Yeah, I, yeah, I guess I guess so. But still, it's like really, it, it's not a Christmas movie, really. When, when literally, probably what five uh, percent of the movie is, you know, has a Christmas scene. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, obviously, far be it for me as a Jewish person to say what a good Christmas movie is, but I mean, I appreciate it as a, I appreciate that as a Christmas movie. I'd rather watch that than some of these other ones, but I mean, obviously, we all know Die Hard's the best Christmas movie of all time, so it's all the best. We, yeah, we all know that. Yeah, it's been, yeah, SP Bushy will will die on this hill with yeah. Die Hard. <laughs> I mean, but, at least Die Hard, you could kind of spin that. I mean, he's trying to overcome twelve 
obstacles to reunite with his uh, family at Christmas. So in that sense, it is. Uh, it's a little tougher to spin Mean Girls and the. But like, I know, but he goes to a Christmas party, and they mention you know Christmas here or there. You right, know, and the like, whole thing I, takes place on Christmas Eve. Yeah, it's like I have a shotgun. Ho ho ho! Right. Like, come on. Right. No, Die Hard definitely is. Mean Girls, like you said, is a little bit tougher to spin. Yeah, it's like, how do you spin that? Like, it's just like, okay, there's literally like two scenes that right. mention that mention Christmas, and then off, and then four after that, you, Glenn Coco. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the four for you, Glenn Coco. And it, it's it's just fascinating me by that. I'm like, it's not a Christmas movie. Like, I'm sorry if like five five percent of the movie has a Christmas scene, then we might as well just make Fast Times at Ridgemont High a Christmas movie because it has a Christmas scene in it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I see where your point is. I mean, I guess a sexy dance to Christmas music does not make it a Christmas movie. Yeah, I mean, it's just, yeah. Uh, it, 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 granted, yes, it is a very important, vital scene. But yeah, I mean, it, I agree with you. Like, it's just one of those, like, what? How is this a Christmas movie? No, I agree. I think that that's, yeah, that one's tougher to argue the Christmas merits of that one. You know what? Then we should make Harry Potter a Christmas movie because they have that just that one Christmas scene. That's it. Let's just make Harry Potter at Christmas. Oh, and there's snow. Yeah. What there's about snow. trading places? Yeah, trading places or something like Maybe that. Like yeah. That. Yeah, just make all that fun up. stuff. <laughs> That's act, man, that actually may be a good list. We may do that. Yeah, that might be our best, best seat. That yeah, yeah, we may that may be a list now for <laughs> the best Christmas scenes in a non-Christmas movie. Right. Mean Girls would definitely be one of the top. All right, absolutely. We'll be at that list for sure. Oh, yeah, definitely. We will do that list next week here on the show, so be sure to join us for that. Oh, yes. Okay, yes. There you go. I just found us a topic for next you week. found us a teaser for next week. Yes. And then, obviously, after that, it's going to be our big bowl preview, man. Bowling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're going to go bowling, baby. We're going to be discussing yeah, the, all the bowls, baby. Up. And all the bowls are going to be kind of back, man. So, you know. I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for Middle Tennessee State going up against uh, some some team. Yeah, I can't wait for Auburn against uh, Stanford or someone like that. Yes, Auburn against UCLA. Yes, give me that. Yeah, Auburn, Auburn against UCLA in the Holiday Bowl or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You know it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I'm just, I'm very excited. We're gonna find out next week what the bowls are gonna be. We'll we'll probably discuss. Obviously, the college football playoff, but the, the following week, yeah, that's when we're going to go bowling, baby. Absolutely. We can't wait. We hope you'll join us for that. We hope you'll join us next week, too, as we do our uh, favorite non, uh, non-Christmas non movies that have Christmas scenes. Yep. Awesome. All right, man. Thank All you right, for thank watching you. this episode, and we hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to follow us on SP, uh, SP Bushy on Twitter, and go back and watch all of our other episodes. Thank you again for watching, and have a great night. All right. Thank you. Peace. Thank you for listening to the SP and Bushy Show. This podcast was created by Sean Pooley and Stephen Bush. Intro was created by Zach DeMose. For more content, please visit our Twitter at SP Bushy and our YouTube page at Sean Pooley. We thank you again for listening. <laughs>